Good day, listeners. Welcome to episode 18 of You Got This. I hope everyone's doing well. If you're new, I appreciate having you here. And if you're a returning listener, I'm happy to have you back. Gonna do my spiel just to make sure everyone's up to speed. You Got This slash UGT is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself and the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness. And of course, it's a play on the word U with a Y. But you have permission to make the U whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. That's not a replacement for therapy. On the podcast, we keep it real and we keep it light. (laughs) It's for entertainment purposes only. So if you need it, please do what you got to do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me and it matters to the folks around you too. Okie dokie. So fun fact, 18 in numerology represents independence, humanitarianism, and building something of lasting benefit, a legacy, if you will. It's an interesting number. Some might even consider 18 as an angel number or a master number, just like the number 11, mainly because if you break 18 down, the components of 18 are one and eight, which equals nine. And we know that nine plus nine is 18. So when you think about it, Not every number breaks down quite as nicely as this one. So for folks out there like me with OCD tendencies who happen to also be into numerology, (laughs) stuff like this is like a breath of fresh air. So yeah, in the spirit of independence, humanitarianism and legacy, this episode features a talk from Tim Tamashiro. He's a spiritual teacher and jazz musician, as well as the author of How to Ikigai, Lessons for Finding Happiness and Living Your Life's Purpose. For those who may not know, Ikigai is a Japanese concept that means one's reason for being or something that gives someone a sense of purpose. Yeah, (laughs) it represents the four fundamental components of life, which as per Ikigai are passion, vocation, profession, and mission. And I'm a firm believer that anybody can ikigai. (laughs) I feel everyone has a gift to share that has the potential to uplift others. No purpose is too big or too small. What matters is that it's true to you. So all that being said, go ahead and get comfy, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Also, if you'd like, be sure to stay tuned for the energy reading after the sponsor message. Be safe and stay well. everybody. How enthusiastic are we today? Yeah. No indifference in this crowd, that's for sure. That's what I like to see. Today, I want to tell you about an amazing word, and it's that word right there. That word, first thing you have to learn is how to pronounce it. It's pronounced ikigai. You lift your cheeks like you're smiling. It's ikigai. Say it with me. Ikigai. You got it. That's right. It's not pronounced ikigai. (laughs) If I was wearing a lime green fur speedo, that would be an ikigai. (laughs) This is ikigai. And the most wonderful thing about this word is that, first off, it's a good-looking word. But secondly, this word is really 
like a treasure map. And this treasure map can help you find your way to finding wonderful things about yourself that you can share with the world, and the world will say thank you for it. So let me tell you all about it. But first, I have to warn you, it takes work. Now, I had a job once upon a time, about this time last year. Had a radio host job at CBC Radio 2. It was wonderful. I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was so good. However, I quit my job. I quit my job so I could focus on my work instead. So let's just clarify that. A job in this context is something that you do as a regular form of employment. It's what you get you know, money to do so you can pay for your house and for your food and things like that. Work, on the other hand, work is something that you do in order to achieve a result, something like a product or maybe even something like a purpose, like maybe like a more meaningful you. Sounds good, doesn't it? So this last year, my work focused on anything that I could do that was exciting, that was interesting to me. I went on a trip to Oregon, and I saw the full eclipse with my full eyes. I also went on an icebreaker, and I traveled across the Northwest Passage. I went to Canada's north coast. I also traveled with my family and some dear friends. We went to Dominican Republic. We helped build houses for people, and I filmed a documentary. And I also did all sorts of little projects as well. I, I had a uh, podcast for a while. I, did a, I wrote a play that was a musical. I also did a Facebook Live talk. But probably more precious than anything is that I finally got to go on a family trip to Okinawa, Japan. Now, Okinawa is very precious to me because it's a place where my grandparents were born. It's also the place where Ikigai comes from. I've always felt something urging me to get out and to do special things in my life, and I think it was Ikigai that did it. Uh, Okinawa, by the way, is a place that the most 100-year-olds in the world live per capita. 100-year-olds are revered and respected. But Okinawa was very, very special to me because of the connection to my family and Ikigai. And I was thinking, boy, why couldn't this whole Ikigai thing spread around the world? Well, it is possible. And there is another idea that came from Okinawa that you've heard of. It's karate. Karate kid, Daniel-san. <laughs> karate is actually two words in Japanese, kara which means empty, and te, which means hand. So it literally translates to empty hands. Now, in 1609, the Japanese forces invaded Okinawa. It was called Ryukyu Islands back then. Oh, uh, basically, they won the battle, and they said to the Okinawans, okay, you can't have weapons anymore. Give us your weapons. And the Okinawans said, okay, here you go. Our hands will be our weapons. They had already invented karate. They didn't call it karate yet, but they knew that they had a special form of self-defense. Then in the Second World War, there was another terrible battle that happened in Okinawa, and it was the American forces this time fighting the Japanese forces. Uh, history shows that the American forces uh, won the Battle of Okinawa, and they've been stationed there ever since. And since then, the American soldiers have witnessed karate for the first time. And they said, hey, this is pretty cool. I want to learn karate too. 
So they learned it, and eventually they would take it back to the United States, and it started to spread and spread and spread. Now everybody knows about karate, right? Daniel-san. <laughs> that other concept that comes from Okinawa is ikigai. Ikigai is two words as well. Iki means life, gai, purpose. Ikigai is life's purpose. Isn't that a beautiful word? It's a lovely word. Thank you for your indifference. <laughs> this is what it means. This is the treasure map. Ikigai has four directions. Do what you love. Do what you're good at. Do what the world needs. And do what you can be rewarded for. It seems simple, but it's difficult. Now, I would estimate that ikigai is similar to karate in that you can earn degrees or belts in it as well. You have to start someplace. And I think that I got my yellow belt when I was 20 years old. <laughs> Sexy time. <laughs> I was 20 years old and I was living at my parents' house and I remember laying in bed one day, thinking to myself, what am I going to do for the rest of my life that would be interesting and fun? I didn't want to just go get a job. I wanted to focus on my work. And like a bolt of lightning, it hit me. And I sat up in bed, and I said, I am going to go to music school. So that's what I did. I went to music school uh, for two years. And then from that moment on, I focused on nothing but music aspects in my life. I've done all sorts of amazing things in my life. I worked for a record company called MCA Records. Uh, I also made six jazz albums. I performed all over the country. I had that 10-year career at CBC Radio 2, six nights a week, writing 70 stories every week. It was such an amazing career. But then I came to realize something, that I enjoyed myself, but I didn't really know why I was doing it. I, didn't, I knew what I wanted to do or what I loved to do and what I was good at, but I didn't understand why I was doing it and why the world needed that. So I spent this last year figuring out what my ikigai is, and I boil it down to a two-word phrase. My ikigai is to delight. To delight. That's what I go out for every day in the world, whether I'm talking with a clerk at the uh, grocery store, or if I'm singing a song on stage, or if I'm on the radio, or if I'm giving a TED Talk to you wildly attractive people right now. <laughs> My ikigai is to delight. I throw it out into the world, and I get it back in return. It's the full cycle. Now, you're probably wondering to yourself, well, that's great, Tim. Now we know what your ikigai is. What is my ikigai? Let me give you some directions on how you might be able to start figuring that out. I suggest to start part-time. Part-time ikigai is within reach. Right? It is very within reach. And I'll tell you something. When you look at there and you see on the screen that there uh, are two sections of the day where you don't really do anything, that adds up to eight hours, you can focus your work on the five to nine hours of the day. Okay? Start part-time. Figure out what you love to do and what you're good at. Spend time on that for as long as you like. And there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can start a side hustle, or you can do a side helpful. 
A side hustle, by the way, there's a lot of millennials that have side hustles. Up to 50% of millennials have side hustles, according to studies. 50%. And why do they have those side hustles? It's because it gives them the opportunity to be able to do what they're good at and do what they love. And it opens up the opportunity to be able to transfer that part-time ikigai into maybe full-time ikigai down the road. And it doesn't hurt that you can make a little bit of money off it either, right? But what if money isn't necessarily behind your ikigai? Maybe you want to just broaden your heart. Well, you can do a side helpful instead. At Yale University, Professor Lori Santos teaches a course that is called The Science of Well-Being. And this course, uh, she takes time to be able to explain that we are really, really bad at figuring out what it is that we that are going to make us happy. So things like money and job and your good looks and your big house, they really have no impact on your base level of happiness. What does have an impact are things like kindness and meditation, time affluence, in other words, doing with your time what you want to do with your time, and spending time with friends and family. Ikigai is an action. It's a verb. To serve, to create, to delight, to nourish, to provide, to teach, to heal, to connect, to build. Is there any verb on that list that resonates with somebody in the crowd? Nod your head if, it, if there is. Yes? Yeah? There's some nodding happening down here. Yes? Show, put up your hand if you see something up there that's exciting. I have some yellow belts. This is good. Where's your hand? Here we go. Here's a yellow belt for you. We got a yellow belt in the front row over there, and there's got to be somebody over there. There's a yellow belt right there. You have earned your yellow belt and ikigai. You know what you're good at. You know what you love to do. Looks good on you. Ikigai is as reliable as a mathematical equation. Ikigai equals time affluence plus your gifts plus rewards in return. And you can do it over and over and over again, and you're going to be so much richer because of it. Your meaningful life is not a destination you have to get to. Your meaningful life is something that you can enjoy right now and any time you want to. Okay? A little bit of joy every day is going to add up to a lifetime of joy, isn't it? And when you finally get the chance to spend time getting to know what you do uh, or what, what you love and what you're good at, your ikigai will start to come into light. And eventually, over time, you will earn your black belt. Your meaningful life is going to be a lot of work. But I think you really already know this, that you are worth the work. And now you have the ikigai map to show you how. So I invite you to try Ikigai. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye!
This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you've got this. Hey folks, welcome to the energy reading for episode 18. Super grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder if this isn't your first time and a heads up if it is. These are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one, so it's possible what comes through may not apply to you, and that's okay. That just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that someone else out there needs to hear, and maybe the next one will be for you. You have permission to take what resonates from this reading and leave what doesn't. Before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. I don't know about y'all, but I needed that. (laughs) Energy is all good on my end. If you need a minute to get everything set on your end, feel free to pause and do what you got to do and come back when you're ready. I've already blessed and shuffled the card decks I'm using for our energy reading. I'm going to be using my Onyx Dice Gemstones and nine decks for episode 18, since nine plus nine is 18. Y'all know how I love numbers and basic generic math. (laughs) But anyway, since I'm using so many decks, I've got my shout out to the artists in the episode description. So feel free to check that out if you're interested. Okay, let's see what's in the dice and cards for us today. All righty. Taking us off with the onyx dice. We'll see what we get from the numbers to set the tone for the reading. If you're new, you're gonna hear noise in the background right now. This is me moving the dice around. So we get a random set of numbers and you'll also hear me shuffling the cards. That's just me doing additional shuffling from what I mentioned in um, the energy reading intro to get random messages that fly out from spirit in the form of cards. (laughs) So yeah, to start off, let's see what we get from the numbers. Okay. So on the dice, we've got, we do have a repeat, but let me just paint the picture for y'all. And so we have facing upward, six on the left and three on the right. And then facing forward towards me, There's two on the left and two on the right. Uh, So that's where we've got the repeat, of course. And so that's interesting. That's actually kind of cool because with having six and three facing upward and, you know, yeah, I mean, and then also having two (laughs) as the repeat number and then three times two is six. Just I'm kind of connecting, you know, some of the dots here. Six in numerology, that represents love, harmony, relationships. 
three in numerology has to do with creativity and self-expression. And, and some folks can consider three as being really kind of a sacred number in terms of trinity, trifecta. It's, you know, it, it means that all the, you know, kind of dots <laughs> have been connected, as I kind of said before, like that missing puzzle piece, things are aligned. Um, and two represents balance, mirroring, could also have to do with partnerships uh, and take that how it resonates in terms of context, could be friends, family, romantic, could have to do with work. But I think with two being a repeat number with the dice, that's definitely gonna be like part of the theme here, yeah? <laughs> and um, yeah, with love and harmony and relationships also take that in whatever context that it resonates. But I think with having the three here, there's, you know, it's either gonna go maybe in a direction that has to do with expression and communication. Um, I got a cough, <coughs> uh, pardon me. And you know what, I think, the fact that I had to cough just now when I was talking about communication, like <laughs> I take anything as, you know, that happens during a reading as something to consider. So, you know what, maybe that is the direction um, that it's going to go in. Um, yeah, either that or something that has to do with like a creative project, um, for example. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so far I think the tone that I'm, you know, getting from this, it's it's positive. <laughs> um, we'll see what we get from the cards. And, and typically with UGT readings for anyone who's new, these lean in a positive direction anyway, but uh, you know, it, it's still honest. <laughs> um, so we'll see what we get from the cards. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start with, let me just move the dice over. I'm going to start with um, the universal tarot. My goal with having nine decks is to get two cards from each deck, but I'm open to going with the flow. So if we get more than two cards, um, you know, it's whatever. I mean, I might change my mind and then just still go with two if more come out. Basically, <laughs> just know I'm going with whatever I feel, with whatever I intuit. Okay. Oh, okay. There's two cards. I I'm going with what I intuitively feel <laughs> for the reading. Um... Okay, so we have two cards, yeah, <laughs> that just came out uh, from the Universal Tarot. We have the Five of Wands and we have the Knight of Wands. Um, wow, so I mean, we've got a repeat yet again, but with this, it's with the Wands in Tarot. And Wands is fire energy, which is passion, motivation. So I think... I think that's really interesting, especially with the numbers that we saw. Uh, again, this could have to do either with a creative uh, a partnership, a creative uh, project, or something that has to do with like communication within relationships in whatever context that you you know you feel this resonates. But with this wand energy being here, it certainly um, indicates like some sort of movement, motion. <laughs> Five in numerology represents change and transformation. And with the knight, the knights actually come up in um, a few uh, UGT readings. And it's been in kind of the different elements, suites, suits. <laughs> the last reading we had the knight of um, swords, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah, now we have the knight of wands here. It's kind of interesting if we connect it to the last reading. It's like 
the Knight of Swords, with swords being air energy of thoughts and mindset and also communication, which kind of ties into the number three from the dice here um, with self-expression. But if you kind of think about it, like if the Knight of Swords is sort of, you know, kind of focused in, in their mental and in their mindset and their thoughts, the Knight of Wands is like moving and grooving. <laughs> So that's actually kind of cool to see here. And I think perhaps even with like the five of wands and, you know, five being transformation, maybe that that is some sort of a, a change in transformation in a positive way. It's it's I, I think it is that it's that determination to like kind of reach a goal. Um or complete a mission. Yeah, that's that's really what the Knight of Wands um, represents. The Knight of Wands is somebody who's confident. <laughs> um, yeah, and and yeah, with that passion and motivation piece, like whatever it is that they're doing or focused on, like there's a lot of enthusiasm and, and energy behind that. At charismatic. This is someone who's got charisma, who's charming. <laughs> that's the Knight of Wands. And so that's why I mentioned like this is somebody who's like moving and grooving, you know? And yeah, with the Five of Wands, I already mentioned um, Five being about change and transformation and numerology, but it's interesting um, with the Five of Wands being here because this card, <laughs> it actually could represent some sort of, um, uh, I mean, I guess I could say a challenge or like frustration in, in a sense, like with that five, there's something going on where like you have to kind of overcome that in order to sort of get to the next stage. Um, it could or it could. Yeah, it could indicate some sort of a conflict. And, and the reason, you know, why I feel comfortable saying this is because of the artwork that's on the card. It shows five people. Each of them are holding their own wand and they're all fighting each other like they're all holding their wands, like about to smack each other with their wands. <laughs> And so, yeah, it's almost like there's all this conflict that's happening. And then once once that, you know, sort of comes to a close, it kind of this also, you know, it's making me think about the last episode in the reading um, from the Moonology deck. There was a card that said uh, like a tough cycle will be coming to a close soon. It was full moon in Capricorn. Um, Yeah. And. Yeah. And so this is actually really interesting here. It's almost like, well, the battle ain't over yet, <laughs> which, you know, that's life. <laughs> that's life. Um, and so, yeah, just with the artwork on this card, um, something that the five of wands could also indicate is, you know, along with that conflict, perhaps you're experiencing something where like there there's someone or multiple people, especially like I said, like with this five of wands, there's there's five people like each individual has their own wand. It's not one person holding multiple wands, which we could we can see in some wands cards and tarot. Um, so, yeah, there could be one person or perhaps you feel like there's multiple people <laughs> in opposition or in conflict. So, yeah, five of wands isn't, you know the easiest place to be. But quite often, I think with the five of wands, like, I think that's where, you know, you're fired up. <laughs> but quite often overcoming challenges like these, that's where you kind of learn and grow and transform the most, you know, with that number five. Um, 
So it's quite appropriate, I think, for the Knight of Wands to come out and interesting as well, because with the additional shuffling, it, it's random, you know, so to get wands twice, just like in, in twice, just like in the dice, I was gonna say twice in the dice. But yeah, getting the wands twice, just like we see the number two twice in the dice, uh, just again with the repeat, I think this really kind of sinks in for us <laughs> for this reading, um, kind of what the tone is and, and what's going on. So I'm going to go with the Sun and Moon tarot deck next. Yeah, let's get some some clarifiers. And you know what? We'll we'll see where the cards take us. <laughs> I mean, it's it's starting off here right now, but as we get more cards, this could go in a, a bit of a different direction. And I'm I'm open to seeing where it goes. Sun and moon. What you got? Okay, there's one. Okay, there's, okay, there's two. Well, actually four. Oh, should I take off? I'm going to take off four. There's four. Um, something's telling me to do it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> we've got from the sun and moon tarot the princess of wands the prince of wands <laughs> the prince of pentacles and the universe card um okay so okay so now we got a little bit of of major arcana with minor arcana so if you're new um Major Arcana, those are the cards in the deck that are like main characters, the major themes. Uh, and so then Minor Arcana is where you see, you know, the wands. Uh, I mentioned swords. There's also cups and pentacles, which which we've also got here now um, from the sun and moon tarot. But yet again, <laughs> with the wands, like... Oof, like a fire energy, super strong up in here. So yeah, what if this resonates with you, maybe you're a fire sign, maybe the person you're thinking about is a fire sign or whatever you're, you know, kind of experiencing in your life right now is really got you fired up. Like <laughs> there's no denying that. Um, and you know what that, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad place to be. This could also like, I know I mentioned with the five of wands from the universal tarot, it could indicate some sort of conflict, but you know, wands is also that fire energy is also about passion and motivation. And so this could also indicate like, you know, like you're really feeling, um, fired up to like pursue something like, wow, like, <laughs> like the episode, like Ikigai, <laughs> you know, you're really tapped into it. And it's like, even, you know, in the midst of any five of wands kind of energy that you, you know, kind of come into contact with, you have the ability to remain stable and maintain that knight of wands energy of kind of being on that mission being in that protector mode, like, you know, maybe protecting, you know, like your team, your community, your people, yourself. <laughs> so yeah, again, you have permission to take it how it resonates, but I just wanted to kind of put that out there, but having the princess of wands and the prince of wands as well, um, that's really interesting to me 
because of the, the repeat that we have of the number two in the dice and how I mentioned that two is about partnership, balance, mirroring. So, I mean, we got that right here, right now <laughs> with the princess of wands and the prince of wands. So yeah, um, I mean, this could indicate as far as like this reading is concerned, um, you know, like if this were to be a partnership reading, it's like, okay, like if the dynamic of your um, relationship is a partnership with two people, then like here they are, <laughs> princess and prince of wands. And, and uh, you know, you have permission as far as gender is concerned. It could be male, female, non-binary for any of these, the knight, prince, princess. We've also, we also have the prince of pentacles here. Um, pentacles is earth energy. And so that's um, working. Our physical reality, um, you know, material possessions and, and stuff like that. So something else <laughs> that we could consider is like, I mean, with Princess of Wands, Prince of Wands and Prince of Pentacles, you know, maybe that's the dynamic. <laughs> or this could be one person embodying like all three of these things. You know what I mean? Um, with the Princess of Wands, like that's somebody who's got just kind of like really sort of fierce energy and the artwork on this card, it's shows a lady uh, and she's she's standing atop of these flames and she's got a tiger um, that's kind of like coiled you know the tails coiled around her leg she's holding something up it looks like it might be a star maybe a flower I like I can't really tell but either way like you can tell she's like super fierce and really truly standing in her power quite literally um, in this artwork and then on the Prince of Wands, there's a gentleman and he's riding on the back of a lion. <laughs> so it's like, okay, like, <laughs> you know, that like that's someone who, um, you know what, that's someone where you could say, of course, they're also, you know, in their power, um, but like really feeling themselves, you know, <laughs> and that's not, you know, necessarily a bad thing. But I think it's interesting because with both of these energies, it's like, all right, you know, like these are folks or perhaps one person embodying, you know, again, duality could have to do with an individual. Um, it could be someone embodying these things. But either way, real fired up. <laughs> and then with this Prince of Pentacles energy here, this is interesting. It shows a gentleman um, and sitting on the back of a bull and yeah. Um, and Capricorn being an earth sign and Pentacles being earth energy. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> and then also with wands, um, you know, with uh, wands being a fire sign and then lions Leo. So yeah, just making the connections um, for folks. And then we've got the universe card. Um, Oh, you know what? Let me go back to the Prince of Pentacles. So I think with the Prince of Pentacles being here, again, this could be, this could all be the same individual embodying these aspects of themselves. And so with the Prince of Pentacles, that's someone who, it, it typically represents someone who's got pretty good luck <laughs> in the Pentacles department, or like they've got a handle on things um, kind of in, you know, sort of their physical world. Um yeah. Yeah. And that's about how far I'll go with that because I really want to kind of tap into this universe card, which, um, it, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think with this, what I get from this is all this fired up energy that's here. And then having the universe card is the one sort of major arcana that's come out so far, whatever is going on, like all this movement, all this fire, like everything. Um, it like it, I think it has to do, uh, I got a cough again. 
<clears throat> okay, yeah. Um, I mean, whatever it is, it has to do with, I think, the universe from the perspective of whatever is being, like, pursued. It It's something that's, like, that important <laughs> that it means this much <laughs> to whoever, you know, I'm picking up on. And, yeah, yeah. So if this resonates for you or whoever you're thinking about, I think what, to me, what this universe card represents is that, like, that, like this really matters. Like it's, it's something that is, that's important, uh, in some way, shape or form. Um, and perhaps it's important. It's like from that fire perspective of really bringing about that inspiration and motivation and willingness to kind of push through. But I think also from this pentacles perspective, like I, I think it, it's also something that I think is really kind of having an impact and in, in even starting to like shape physical, you know, physical reality environment and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if that made sense, but <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and move along to um, the next deck and then, you know, hopefully things will become more clear if it's not already. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Stargazer bicycle playing cards next. Um, and with these, uh, yeah, for anyone who's new, um, like with the hearts, clubs, spades, and diamonds, um, there are ways that we can kind of equate that to back to the tarot. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to do with this. And depending on the cards that come out, I'll explain further, but <laughs> just want to put that out there. Okay. It's one. Ooh, um, oh, that's a first for me. Okay, so this is interesting. Um, <laughs> okay, let me let me paint the picture. So three cards came out. Um, I've got the two of hearts that's like here in the middle. And then on the left, I've got the king of hearts. And on the right, there's the joker. Um, ooh. So this is interesting, like, this is getting a little juicy. <laughs> so this is interesting. <laughs> uh, if you're new, sometimes I stumble over my words. It's one of my quirks, but okay. <laughs> so we have the two that's here again, and I'm going to tie it back to the fact that we had two as a repeat um, in the dice. And then also with the Princess of Wands, Prince of Wands, um, five of wands, nine of wands, like just the pairs of wands that are kind of coming together, uh, you know, from the tarot. And then we have the two of hearts, uh, hearts, we can equate that to cups and tarot. And so that's actually water energy, which is about emotions and relationships. And so, I mean, and with six going back to the dice that represents love, harmony and relationships. So, Okay. Okay, so now we have wands energy, a little bit of, which is fire, uh, pentacles, so, it, you know, a little bit of earth energy from the sun and moon tarot, and now we've got a little bit of water uh, <laughs> coming from the, the stargazer um, cards, but yeah, anyways, two of hearts, we can equate that to the two of cups, and yeah, I mean, with two having to do with balance and partnership and mirroring and that cups energy of relationships and emotions. Um, I think it's interesting having the king of hearts here. We can equate that to the king of cups. And 
the King of Cups represents someone and take the gender how it resonates for you. It could be male, female, non-binary, but that's someone who's very, uh, I would say, emotionally mature, uh, reliable. Um, you know what I mean? Like like someone who's that, that you can really truly count on as a partner, especially from a, that Cups energy, that 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 flowing water. You know that emotional perspective. It's it's someone that you can trust. Yeah. Um, but then it's interesting because on the other side of this two of hearts, we have the Joker card. And so <laughs> it's like, OK, I mean, you know, that's that's pretty obvious. It's like with having the Joker and, you know, maybe this is perhaps this is some energy that's kind of popping up here where they're maybe not quite as mature, <laughs> you know, as this King of Hearts energy over here. Um or you know what, this could actually represent just kind of, you know, from the visual of my spread with the cards and just how everything came out. As I mentioned, I've got the two of hearts in the middle and there's the king of hearts on one side, joker on the other. You know, you, we could even, you know, consider that as just visually kind of representing for us like this. Again, this could be an, and rather than multiple people this could be one person that we're kind of picking up on and these are different aspects of themselves and so with this two of hearts it could be like and with the two of cups that represents balance in the sense of like emotions it could also indicate from an emotional perspective like either needing to consider some different you know, options or possible outcomes, you know what I mean? But yeah, we could also take this as, um, you know, perhaps energy or an individual where like these are different sides to them. <laughs> like there's that King of Hearts side to them as well as that Joker side to them. Um, also, depending on how this resonates for you, <laughs> if this is going in more of like a romantic reading direction, but, but honestly, this could, you know, have to do with any context, but perhaps you or whoever you're thinking about, like this is what they're kind of emotionally, you know, sort of like, this is what's going on in their world. Like these are, these are all the different energies and sort of options <laughs> that they've got in their atmosphere. Um, okay. <laughs> this is, this reading is, is definitely interesting. Um, Let's go with the, uh, it, it's the Native American tarot, but I, I like to call it the Indigenous People's Tarot. So let's go with the Indigenous People's Tarot next. Um, fun fact, we're, we're in November, uh, and November is um, National Native American Heritage Month <laughs> here in the States, or Indigenous People's Heritage Month here in the States. So yeah, let's see what messages we get from this deck. And then from there, we're gonna move into the Oracle cards. Yeah, this one's also a little bit different from the traditional tarot. So I'll, I'll, I'll be doing a bit of the same thing that I did with the Stargazer cards where I uh, make those connections for you. Oh, oh, uh, what? Uh, uh. <laughs> Hold on. Um, too many cards. I think, yeah, I'm just going to pick two from there and put these away. Okay, I'm done thinking out loud. <laughs> Let's see what we got. We have, ooh, all right. We have the council chief. 
And we have the counting coup. Ooh. Okay. Um, okay. So for the council chief, the number here, uh, or, or the number that's on this card is the number four. And, and actually, I would say with the two cards that came out um, from this indigenous people's tarot, we could consider these like major arcana if we want. And um, we could do the same with, uh, with this Joker card uh, from, from the Stargazer deck. It, like if you want to think about kind of like major themes and, and things like that. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, the council chief, the number four. Four in numerology represents um, balance, stability. It could have to do with work in terms of like building something. And so, yeah, I mean, that's... Um, I think that's, you know, kind of interesting because we have a little bit of that Pentacles energy, which is related to that, uh, that we got from the Sun and Moon Tarot with the Prince of Pentacles. Um, yeah, the Council Chief, <laughs> that's someone who's a leader, uh, typically someone who is either a decision maker or someone who is laying out a plan <laughs> and then communicating um, that plan. Um yeah, uh, yeah, a community leader, you know? And with that number four of that balance and stability and really building something, it's kind of interesting. It sort of fits into the ikigai <laughs> um, of like, you know, sort of that legacy piece. Um, I think it's interesting with the council chief being here as well as the counting coup. <laughs> this is the, the counting coup is the number seven. That's the number that's on this card. And seven in numerology has to do typically with like spiritual growth and development. Um, yeah, it, it has a lot to do with kind of like individual, you know, sort of growth. Um, yeah. But I think the other thing that's really interesting with this counting coup card, it looks like the five of wands, like, like quite literally the artwork is so similar. It's just in this case, in the indigenous people's tarot, it's, uh, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's indigenous folk. <laughs> One of these folks is on horseback and it, so it's interesting. They're sort of elevated and then, you know, kind of battling against these other folk <laughs> that are trying to knock them off their horse and they have these weapons. Like it, it's quite truly a battle here. But what I'm getting from this, especially with the number seven and what it represents with kind of like that spiritual growth piece, it's like, it, it's again with the five of wands and that fire and that passion, that motivation, it's like whatever it is that you're focused on, you know, if, whoever I'm picking up on or who you're tapping into, whatever that focus is, whatever that goal is, like either spirits encouraging you to like really see things from a higher perspective in terms of like conflict or challenges that you may face <laughs> kind of along that journey or throughout the process. Um, or, or like this is, this is legit what you're going through. <laughs> like this is what you're doing right now. Like there's a lot kind of coming at you and you've really had to sort of rise above in order to sustain yourself and, and keep going, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And I think with this council chief um, energy that's here, maybe that's you. <laughs> like maybe being in that council chief energy is what spirit's like encouraging you to either do or continue to do. And like, and that's how you're able to kind of maintain that higher perspective. Um, if you're already there, or again, it's what you're being encouraged to do in order to like, really kind of get out of being um, engulfed <laughs> by the flames, by the wands, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, cool. 
I'm gonna go with um, the angels and the ancestors next. Yeah, and it's interesting. Um, I feel like I might have to cough again. <laughs> I've already coughed during this reading and like, yeah, with the seasons changing quite often for me, like that means I get a little bit of a cold <laughs> usually. And, you know, and, and I think that's happening a little bit now, but I'm paying attention to that with this reading because again, I think just with like the challenge and the conflict piece, you know, maybe that's something that's very real for you <laughs> or whoever you're thinking about. And yeah, and I've said this before too, that's, that's just life. And so the way that we're able to kind of overcome that is I think being real steady <laughs> in that four, in that council chief energy, you know? Um, yeah, whatever you got going on, you got this. So now we're going to shift into the Oracle. Um, yeah, this is the angels and the ancestors uh, deck. So let's see what messages we get from spirit. Ooh. Okay. We've got, <laughs> put these to the side. Oh, okay. I thought I had two cards, but I have three. We have the white witch, be the light, the earth mother, feel loved and comforted, and the peacekeeper, let go of the need to be right. Ooh. Ooh, and I have to cough again. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, you know what? Perhaps, <laughs> especially with this peacekeeper, let go of the need to be right. Maybe this is an opportunity for growth or, you know, a little bit of a lesson to be learned, uh, as encouraged by the <laughs> angels and the ancestors. Yeah. Um, understandably, naturally in the midst of, I think so much fire and conflict, it, it is really easy to, you know, going back to the indigenous people's tarot with this seven card, the counting coup, like this battle and even the universal tarot with the five of wands. Like, I think, yeah, I think it's real easy for even, even people who are already embodying their king of cups to like real quick <laughs> snap into the joker in order to entertain, um, you know, like that conflict or, or the energy that might be causing conflict. But I think this is a loving and very real, you know, message from spirit of, you know, just like be the light, <laughs> um, feel loved and comforted throughout whatever, you know, whatever this energy is that I'm picking up on. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> feel, feel loved and comforted, um, and know that you're, that you're not alone, you know, through, throughout this process and with the peacekeeper let go of the need to be right i think that's just practical advice from spirit <laughs> yeah that's um yeah yeah that's real life you know like it's one of those things where even you know even bad things happen to good people it's, even nice people get picked on you know what i mean and so it's i think with the peacekeeper let go of the need to be right it's again it's that it's seeing things from a higher perspective so that you can do whatever you need to do to heal and be able to kind of move forward. <clears throat> My goodness. Um, mm, I don't think I've coughed this much during a reading. So this, <laughs> yeah, this, uh, yeah, these must be messages that, you know, so, yeah, that somebody out there really needs to hear. Um, 
Cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think all of, all of this makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, and I've said, take this how it resonates, whatever context. I think so far what we're getting from spirit, this could apply to any context of like something that you're experiencing as far as like feeling fired up. Maybe there's a conflict or a challenge or just extreme supreme motivation to to get to a certain goal or to achieve something where even in the midst of all of this, <laughs> that's kind of trying to get in your way, um, you've got that vision, you've got that, you know, sort of that focus in, in being in that night of wands, you know? Hmm. I'm gonna go with the Moonology Oracle next. <laughs> this is turning into an extended reading. <laughs> at this point, but I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to, going to take it. Um, okay. Let's see what we get from the Moonology deck. Okay. It's one card. Give me one more spirit. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> mm. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Depending on how this resonates for you, this might feel like a little bit of tough love, but we have <laughs> the full moon in Taurus. Your dreams need a practical plan. Okay. But then we also have the full moon in Libra. A win-win outcome is forecast. So there you go. <laughs> but first, we got to keep it real. Yeah. So your dreams need a practical plan. Um, oof. I, you know what? I feel like with this council chief going back to the indigenous people's tarot. Um, and I think also with the peacekeeper letting go of the need to be right. It's like, yeah, like be okay with being neutral and like sitting back and learning and growing for a second, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, with this wand's energy of like passion and motivation. And I think with there being so much fire, like in this reading so far, it, it I, I think I already said like something about being engulfed in the flames. I think with your dream needs a practical plan. I think also with Taurus being an earth sign, it's like, don't forget to stay grounded. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, I think this is a very practical and a loving message from spirit about just that balance piece. Um, you know, I think also with the number two coming up multiple times, it's just that, and with having four, uh, from the indigenous people's tarot, it's, it, it's yet again, that reminder about balance and making sure that I think in the midst of all this going on, that you don't forget to, um, either maintain or build some sort of a stable foundation so that you, so that you feel safe. <laughs> yeah. So that you or either people that you're taking care of feel safe or feel like you got, you have something to, to kind of come back to, you know, like a, like a home base. Um, yeah. And you know what, that practical plan, you know, perhaps one of the ways that you can figure this out, if the context that this reading resonates for you has to do with business or creative projects, um, yeah, this is making me take it all the way back to the dice with the number three of creativity, self-expression. So perhaps this is going in a bit more of a direction that has to do with work. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Whatever you're feeling fired up about, um, make sure that you've got that practical plan. And perhaps you do already. <laughs> and this is a message from spirit of like, make sure you don't forget about that <laughs> as, you know, things keep moving and grooving. And a win-win outcome is forecast. Uh, yeah, that's obviously very positive. Um, I think this is, uh, yeah, I think this is a message where, you know, and with win-win, for me, as far as how I see it from a universal consciousness perspective of like, I win, you lose, like, I, I, I think that's quite toxic. For me, I think when I see win-win outcome is forecast, it means no matter what, like, whether a situation is positive, negative, or neutral, you are learning and growing and evolving and and you're better for whatever it is that you went through. And you're able to kind of share that wisdom with other people. Like it's all about, um, you know, just uplifting and, and elevating. Um, and with the full moon in Libra and, and kind of like the sign for Libra of the scale and balance yet again <laughs> with the number two balance mirroring um, and, and things like that. I think with the win-win outcome is forecast. I mean, if you want to take it as like a win, then, you know, if there is some sort of a conflict or something as it relates to a partnership or relationships, <laughs> and this is how it resonates for you, then, you know, there's maybe there's a little bit of justice for you at, at the end of all of this. I think, especially if we're thinking about the last reading from the Moonology deck, we got a card, um, the full moon in Capricorn, the, I think it's the like the end of a tough cycle is approaching. So here we go. Win-win outcome is forecast. Like if you're taking this reading as maybe even describing a bit more of what that tough cycle is, <laughs> um, a win-win outcome is forecast. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Um, yeah, from the angels and the ancestors, the white witch, be the light. <laughs> um, yeah, a win-win outcome is forecast. So you got this. Uh, everything's going to be okay. No matter what, whether it's win-win, win-lose, it, you learn something and you grow and that's what matters. Yeah. Um, oof, this is already, we, we about to be at uh, 40 minutes, y'all. I got to keep it moving. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the Daily Crystal Inspiration. going to try to breeze through uh, these last few <laughs> decks. Uh, okay, going with the Daily Crystal Inspiration next. Oh, okay, there's one. One more. Oh, okay. Thank you, Spirit. <laughs> uh, yet again, thought I had two, but I have three. Okay, we've got the Lapis Lazuli make a decision. Apophyllite, stay positive, and Black Kyanite, set strong boundaries. Ooh. Ooh. So. Okay, yeah, depending on how this resonates, could also feel like a little bit of tough love, um, but <laughs> there's no judgment here. <laughs> yeah, just just keeping it real. So I, 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 I feel like these are just an extension of what we got from the Moonology Oracle of your dreams need a, need a practical plan, full moon in Taurus. And, and then, you know, a win-win outcome is forecast, full moon in Libra. Um, yeah, perhaps whatever's going on and why there is so much kind of energy and swirl <laughs> is because, you know, some sort of a decision has to be made and you do have to kind of set strong boundaries like we see with this Black Kyanite from the Daily Crystal Inspiration of like, 
once you're in once you're in that lapis lazuli energy of making a decision, you you maybe you you know you kind of have to stick to it. And with this apophyllite crystal of stay positive, yeah, I'm feeling drawn to just you know take a look back at the angels and the ancestors um, cards of of especially the peacekeeper, let go of the need to be right and the earth mother, feel loved and comforted. Perhaps whatever um, decision there is that has to be made, maybe it's a difficult one. I, I'm also being drawn to look at the um, the stargazer cards where we have the two of hearts and then on one side we got the king of hearts and the other one there's the joker. <laughs> so if that resonates for you, you know, like what, whatever context this is, maybe that's kind of where the decision is lying and there's so much kind of fire energy because it, this might be a, a kind of a difficult thing. We could also kind of tie this back to the sun and moon tarot since we have the princess of wands along with the prince of wands and the prince of Pe- prince of pentacles like maybe there's a decision there too <laughs> and maybe that princess of wands whether you know it's male female non-binary you know maybe really has to be in that council chief energy and and like that counting coup of like being above um maybe for lack of a better term, kind of some of the bullshit happening (laughs) in order to really have that clarity and and see things from a higher perspective in order to make a decision, set strong boundaries and stay positive. And, And perhaps one way and a loving message from spirit, you know, as a way to do that is with this peacekeeper, letting go of the need to be right. Because And so many of us can relate to this quite often, I think, with making difficult (laughs) choices that, you know, affect our our lives, (laughs) affect our pentacles. And and I don't even mean pentacles from a a material standpoint per se. It's more of like livelihood. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I think there's so much of a focus on being right or the fear of being wrong or the fear of making the wrong choice that it keeps us from moving in the first place. (laughs) And so... Yeah. And, and so I think that's why I'm, I'm being drawn to, to take a look, you know, at the peacekeeper, let go of the need to be right. And so with making whatever that decision is where you have to kind of be in that lapis lazuli energy. <laughs> yeah. Again, black kyanite set strong boundaries and apophyllite stay positive throughout this process that you're going through. <laughs> okay. So We've got left the sacred destiny oracle. And then I'm going to close this out with the um, wild unknown animal spirit. That's always fun for returning listeners. Y'all know I like to close out with spirit animal. So, right, real quick. Let's see what we get from the sacred destiny. We've definitely got more than 18 cards at this point. (laughs) So even if just one comes out, uh, I'm okay with that spirit. But if more than that comes out, I'll take that too. (laughs) Oh, okay. There's one. I'm going to take it. We have, ooh, purification. Interesting. Okay. You know what? What I'm getting from this card, um... Yeah, you know, you know how. Yeah, I was I was kind of um, mentioning how like th- like with just with all the wands energy and, and everything like that, like a lot of swirl. <laughs> like there's a whole lot going on where you know this this council chief is here because it, it's got to be up in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's real easy to get I think over 
overwhelmed. Like, yeah, that's that's what I'm getting from this is just like there's so much potential for overwhelm to happen here. And that's why it is so important to just like, like, you know, make sure you just kind of maintain that higher perspective. And 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 to me, that's what this purification card kind of represents or. What I'm also picking up on from this is that maybe this is a loving message from spirit, especially with this coming after um, the Daily Crystal Inspiration cards where we see, you know, set strong boundaries, make a decision, stay positive. It's like once you've set those boundaries, it's time for, for the purification phase. You know what I mean? As far as like maybe letting trauma and drama go. Yeah. Um yeah, take it how it resonates. <laughs> I got to close this out. I got to let y'all go. Enjoy your day. Okay, last but not least, <laughs> let's see what uh, spirit animal we get to close this out. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay, that flew out and it was just one card. So I am going to take that. All right, we have, <laughs> we have the mouse. Um... Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting place to kind of close out. I mean, I mean, if we think about the mouse, I mean, it's just obviously it like it's a small animal, but if we're thinking about it from like a spirit animal perspective, like, uh, yeah, I think with the mouse, like that's <laughs> the mouse is an animal where kind of like on the ground is very easily able to like maneuver and sort of like slip into small spaces and, and almost like infiltrate. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like when a mouse, you know, like gets into someone's home and uh, yeah, it's just or like quiet as a mouse it, as well. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, long story short, what I'm getting from this mouse energy is. You know what? I don't even know. I mean, it's really interesting because what I'm almost picking up on from this is <laughs> everything that's going on here. It's almost like whatever this mouse energy is, like maybe this is you or, or whoever you're picking up on, maybe this is like how they either sort of present or what they embody. But everything that we just went through with this long ass energy reading, I wasn't even expecting for it to be this long, but it, it pretty much became extended. And again, I'm okay with that. But yeah, I mean, taking all that into consideration and then getting the mouse. <laughs> At the end, it's almost like, wow, like there's there's either more than meets the eye or it's like with the mouse, like it, it just very under the radar. Yeah. Um, so this could be confirmation from spirit, whoever I'm picking up on or whoever, you know, you might be thinking about tapping into like maybe they kind of present <laughs> in that mouse energy or or if they typically don't, maybe that's where they're at right now. But again, there's all this all this stuff going on, <laughs> you know, behind all of that or this could be a message from spirit perhaps encouraging to maybe tap into this mouse energy um yeah because i talked about seeing things from a higher perspective but again we got from the full moon in taurus your dreams need a practical plan so we we got that higher perspective but also sometimes you need to kind of see things as they are from the ground <laughs> in the pentacles. And, and I think that's where the mouse comes in. So it ties back to that balance, um, mirroring duality that's come up all throughout this reading. So it's, 
yeah, uh, really random, uh, I think, for the mouse to, to come up, <laughs> especially after seeing all the rest of what we've gotten in the reading. But um, <laughs> I actually think it's pretty profound um, to see the mouse. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so there's sometimes there's there's great um, power in being quiet and being observant and moving silently, I think, um, based on like what it is that you observe and see or, or like with a mouse, like mice are, are a little skittish. <laughs> like, you know, they, as far as like detecting, you know, some sort of danger, like they're really quick to just kind of like flee <laughs> and just like kind of run in the other direction. And so there's that too. Um, yeah. And so maybe whoever you're thinking about, if they are in this mouse energy, what could be happening is with all of this going on, maybe a, it, it like it, it, maybe it is a little bit overwhelming. You know what I mean? Um, and that's understandable. That's actually, that's actually very real. If, if that's something that resonates with you. So if it does, I want to add my own loving message on top of what we've been getting from spirit <laughs> that, that you got this, you know? Um, yeah. Be the light, feel loved and comforted. Let go of the need to be right. <laughs> um, yeah. Set strong boundaries and stay positive. And you know, once whatever you're going through, whatever tough cycle <laughs> from our last reading. Yeah. If, if you feel like this is an extension of, of that, Whenever that's ended, um, yeah, let, let, let it go. <laughs> Be open to the purification piece um, because you deserve it. We, we all de deserve, um, you know, that, that clean slate <laughs> so that we can pursue our dreams without feeling like um, we're, you know, we're, we're being attacked <laughs> along, the, along the way. But it's also part of life. So I think it's, it's, this is realistic to, to kind of learn how to overcome, um, those challenges. So yeah. All righty. Uh, going to close out here. If none of this <laughs> resonated for you, that's quite all right. Um, there was a little bit of tough love in here. And so yeah, I just want to mention again, never any judgment. It's just keeping it real. So if this did resonate for you, I hope it was helpful. Uh, or if this resonated as far as somebody that you're thinking about and what they're going through, I hope this provided some insight, maybe some clarity um, for anybody tuning in, whether this resonated or not. <laughs> no matter what you got going on, just know that you got this. I hope everyone out there has a great week and beyond, and we'll talk soon.